Hi, how many times has this happened to you? You'd like to sit down to a delicious poultry dinner, but you have nowhere to put your car. Hi, before you answer, what if I told you that there was ample parking for your chicken? Make it rain, Dan. I am the, what they call the rain um, maker. Have you made it rain? I'm making it rain now. I've, I've taken pains. There's a name for my pain. I've taken pains. With what? You want to hear a life hack? Yeah. That's what people... What's up? That's what they, well, yeah. Hey, um... <laughs> How's San uh, Francisco? What's going on up there? How's your air car? Is that what we're going to do? No. Is that how we're going to play it? No. You want me to repost that photo of the menu? People missed you at uh, yeah. XOXO. They really did. I do. know how much money you spent in the last week. I have a pretty good idea. Oh, it's a lot. It was yeah. a lot. It hurt. I was, I was putting my daughter to bed, and you sent me a photo of like $80 steaks. The, oh, Marco bought those. King Marco bought those. Oh, I see. So it's a different kind of showing off. Yeah, I was, second, I was trying. Second order of showing off. I was trying to spend his money. Good luck. <laughs> no, he did. He bought, he bought the whole dinner. And he, he looks was, very slender. Has he lost weight? Is he okay? He looks, very, he looks very fit. Just the angle of the photo. Don't be fooled. Oh, it's a Peter Jackson thing? Mm-hmm. Mm, they call it practical animation. I have, uh, I've taken pains. Why? Can I, can I uh, B, uh, I have a topic in A, can I post it? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, dog um, I've taken pains. Because, you know, I'm still on this, um, uh, is my level low? You sound really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying not to overdrive the mic. It's kind of my thing for 2014. Sound crisp. Sound clear. Thank you. I'm going to turn up just a little bit here. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I sound good. I've taken pains because, you know, I'm on this MacBook Air. Right. And I, I don't know about you. I don't like to misuse the word voodoo. And I know Buki's not the right word. Right. But I do a whole lot of ping pong to try and make my setup sound good. Um, and obviously what you do on your end helps tremendously, but, but I sit here with the MacBook air. I know this is what people tune in for because they love hearing things. And so I've got my MacBook air from 2010 plugged in with the electric. I've got, uh, the ethernet dingus going into it. And then I got my, my road podcaster on side B. I turn off, I go in and I studiously go through on my MacBook air. I turn off everything, turn off all the Dropbox and everything. Mm-hmm. My new trick to make sure the Mac pro, I sleep the Mac pro while I'm doing this, just to make sure nothing wackadoodle happens. You know what I did? Can I tell you what I did? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm dying to know. I'm taking pains. <laughs> and it's a life hack. What I did was I went and created a new named network setting. All caps, no network. Mm. And I went in and I created a new network setting uh, with no, uh, no uh, devices in it. It's got no Ethernet. It's got no wireless. It's got no Bluetooth. Okay. And so then what I do is I go and I turn that. See, I could probably have a Brett Terpster automator script that would take care of this for me. But I go in... And, I go in and I, uh, and I turn that on to no network and then I sleep it. So I have no concerns. I, I, I must tell you, you know, I'm ready to take the blame for most things. I, the day we had the crappy, uh, it was fine. It was really okay. No, it wasn't. It was unlistenable, Dan. It was unlistenable. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think it was my end and yet it seems like it must've been. And so now I take pains. All right. Well, good. Did you see my shirt? I sent you a photo of my shirt. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. Where did you get this? Well, oh, I got it at the local. That is so cool. You really like it? Are you being I honest? know I love it. I love Colossus, and I've never seen this kind of art. It's very, for those who are listening at home and not, who don't have this on their own phone. Shall, shall I go ahead and put it on the internet? Send it. Well, why don't you just text it to most of the listeners? Okay. Well, let me see. Let me start here. I got they can, opt, they can opt out if they don't want it. I've got John Syracuse. I've got, can I have like four hours? 
Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, this is like Has very much like binary. classic Russian propaganda posters from, you know, that, that, that era, I guess. What would that be like? Forties, thirties? Um, I would, it's not exactly futurist, but it's definitely of that, of that, like, you know, Lenin, yeah. era, uh, uh, you know, propaganda poster, I guess Lenin era. Anyway, it's a classic Soviet propaganda poster, but it's got Peter on it and well, it's got Colossus and with his organic steel form. And it's, you have to admit, it's kind of cool looking. It's so cool. If you don't see the rest of me, it's really cool. When you see me, <laughs> you go, that's all that's keeping that guy warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Missed uh, out at XOXO. You know what XOXO was all about this year? Uh, family. Last year it was about like dis. They they didn't like the word disruption, but that's what it was about. This year it was all about uh, drones and people flying drones around. That was really it. Was that the cost of admission? You had to come in, take out a kid. How does that work? Uh, no, drones you just as in like drobos or drones <laughs> as in like bang bang. No, not the shooting kind. The kind that uh, fly over uh, wine wineries. <laughs> Okay, alcoholics? No, the no. You just you fly over the winery, you look at the grapes, and uh, and oh, it's a vineyard uh, inspection. Vineyards have everything. There's a guy walking around with a a drone strapped to his back. This is all true. I I swear to God, I have five points of fake follow up. Number one is Dan back from Zoso, Mm -hmm. and I'm already so confused about what you're talking about. I thought you had steaks and Marco. There's more to it than that. There's drones. Marco had a really, really great talk. Yeah. He looks very slender. Has he lost weight? No, that's a camera. Not a bad way. Okay. It's a Peter. It's called practical animation. I can't, I can't say if he was bigger or smaller than the last time I saw him at WWDC. Small, smaller is a little bit ping pong. (laughs) Why? Really? He looked good. I mean, he looked, he didn't look, he looked good. He looked healthy. He looked healthy. Hobbit, yeah, Hobbit healthy. Strong. No, no, David Sparks. Now that guy. He was not. He, he, roll, he rolls full, full, full Bilbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> full, full Bilbo. Full Bilbo. Hi. 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 Can I ask you a question? The Have weirdest thing is people, people come up to me, Merlin, and yes. they'll, they'll, they'll come up to me like, hey, Dan. I don't believe they come up to you, Dan. I really don't. Hey, Dan, where's Merlin? <laughs> back in the treehouse making my dinner yeah and I, this is the, the the question i was asked the most where's merlin why doesn't he go say, to these things why doesn't he come out to these things hmm. did you say san francisco <laughs> no there's no title suggestions yet dan is the dingus on full bilbo is a title suggestion hmm. i'm not getting it on here i don't know what what's wrong with that thing we don't host that i probably took too many pains so tell me about zoso um, boy, lots of people went to this. It sounds like a good time was had. It was a great time. It's a, it's, it's a fun time. I sure do hope they do it again. Well, I wish you'd take a few minutes to tell us a little about it. You, you were there for a while. I've seen photos. I've heard accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to unmute it on TweetBot in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was a really good time. Give me an idea of what, uh, what went on. Well, it, this year was, uh, I felt like it was really different from last year. Uh, but for those who didn't hear my rants about it last year, XOXO is supposed to be a, they, he doesn't, Andy Bayo, Andy McMillan who run it, they don't usually use the term conference, they like festival and that kind of thing, but it's, it's a really, really cool concept. And that is, it's, it, it really is for people who are in the creative space, any creative space, and they are people who make things and could be anything. It could be an iOS app, 
It could be a really cool wooden table. It doesn't really matter. It's just <laughs> people who create cool stuff. And it's all about sharing and it's designed to be very sort of open so that you don't have these are the speakers over here and these are the the little group of you know uh groupies in the audience it's all just it's very equal it's very flat everybody can talk to everybody else and it really encourages discussion and they're they they have these really cool labs where people are making things like on the ground floor of the uh, YU and then upstairs they're doing the cool talks and you could just go and like the speakers are sitting in the audience watching all the talks you know and then they just get get up and they give their talk and they go sit back down it's just it's the coolest thing and i feel like it's one of those Conferences where people, well, I shouldn't call it that, whatever. It's one of those conferences where people come away really inspired by hearing what their peers are doing, hearing what, uh, what, what other folks in the industry are doing and, and the challenges that they faced. And, uh, you know, Cable Panic had a really, really great talk about it. It seemed like the undercurrent. And I don't know if the, I don't think this was intentional, but like uh, Jonathan Colton and Marco and uh, and Cable, the three of them and, and no offense to everybody else. All the talks were great, but those were the three talks that really stood out for me were really about the journey and the fear behind the journey uh, and how you face that fear and how you overcome that fear. And Marco talked about, you know, like the fear of competition and Cable talked about the fear of just not being uh, the uncertainty of not being able to necessarily finish things or, or feeling like you're letting the customers or your audience or, you know, whoever down and, uh, and, and Jonathan Colton talked about, you know, what it's like to try to be, uh, an, an internet musician as he called it's, it, you know, it's a really so much harder than it looks. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> that to, guy works so hard. Oh my he, wor- he worries more than any successful person I have ever met. <laughs> Sam, no, but these God, talks like, were so great. They were so great. Um, that's really good to hear. You know, it's just one, one note in passing. You know, I've I've heard some people say it as, you know, hopefully not too um, acerbically, but as like the opposite of South by Southwest, where people who used to love going to South by Southwest and, you know, it is, it's, it's so fun, but it's so overwhelming. And, and everybody knows that the fun's in the hallways, but it sounds like that was designed kind of with this in mind. You want, you know, you don't have a million things you have to be at. You don't have to get in a golf cart to go see your friend talk. You know what I mean? Right. That, 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 that kind of stuff, I think, becomes very frustrating and overwhelming. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the trouble is that, like, we get so caught up in the, in the vocabulary of this stuff, you know, I hear you parsing yourself saying, Oh, is it, is it this, is it a conference? Is it not, you know, because sometimes if we have a really enjoyable experience with something, it has this ineffability that defies words, which sounds corny, but it's true. If you have a really good time with somebody, you say, Oh, you know, I went on a date last night and you go, well, you know, but it was really more, it wasn't a date. It was, you know, because once something defies uh, that, that explanation, you know, you know, you got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Well, you know, it, once you have difficulty describing it in, in one hackneyed noun, you're, you're on the right track. And you have a lot to lose because that's <laughs> probably all downhill from here. <laughs> but it, it probably helps that they don't they deliberately contra- constrain the size of yeah, the event? Yeah, I forget if it was four or five hundred people. I, I want to say four hundred and then they opened up the festival and that was another one or two hundred people. So you could get a pass that would get you into all the talks and another that let, didn't let you in the talks, but you could get in and around the the festival and eat at the food trucks and go to the parties and that type of thing. And, uh, and it, it's intentionally kept small. And this is something that Andy Bayo talked about up on stage, which is, yeah. And in the opening talk, he discussed how 
uh, there were a lot of people who were sort of feeling like it was an an exclusive event just for the cool internet kids because getting into this thing was a challenge. Getting into this thing was difficult. And he went through and he explained like his process wasn't, are you cool? His process was, do you really make things? So like, if you're like a PR guy, and you well, rep- he, does he like pick? He, who, who he and Andy uh, McMillan handpicked the people that went based on number one, the order of the application, and number two, based on the responses of the people in the form describing. Because I forget the exact three questions that he he said he used, but like the questions were like basically like, who are you? What is the thing that you've built that you're most proud of? And like, what's something cool that, that you're working on or that you want to do? And so ba- he's like, based on those answers, you knew, we knew right away if this was like a PR guy representing, you know, some advertising <laughs> thing, or if it was like a person who's like sweating bullets over making something awesome. He's like, it was immediately evident that uh, who the people were that were like really making things. I'm not saying that they were perfect about it, but the audience, like people who would come up to me and, and they'd say, Hey, you're Dan. I'd say, Hey, you know, like, what do you do? And, and every single person was like, I make this, or I built this, or I'm working on this. It wasn't, it wasn't I'm like, mor- I'm mortgaging my house to do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have no job and I'm in, I'm in, you know, my basement trying to build the next generation musical keyboard, you know, whatever it was, it was something interesting. It was something cool. And it all was about creating and making stuff. And and that's why I think some of those talks that address that journey and the the fear involved were so uh, were were so good and so so interesting. And Marco revealed, and I want to share this because not everybody uh, maybe listens to Marco's new show, but he revealed his ultimate fear. What his ultimate fear is? So uh, he revealed this on stage. Did you, mm. did you have you heard about this yet? No. If if you want to really freak this guy out. You want to you want to send him an overnight FedEx envelope that requires a signature. Because the only time that he gets these things is like some kind of potential lawsuit, oh, like lawsuit. or patent troll or something like that. And he says there's the occasion he might get one for like a deal or something he's working on. But he's like, usually he's like, this has to do with some kind of, you know, infringement or lawsuit or something like that. And so you know, I think he should start getting one of these a week. Oh, no, that's awful. Well, no, I said it'd be good because it would be like exposure therapy. Like if, you know, you're, you're terrified of spiders, so you put your hand I in the box it. with so the spider. The thing is, if you care intensely about somebody and you know they have something they are really intensely sensitive about yeah. to the point where they would shut down, you expose them to that enough. This would be like the equivalent of making John leave his house without a spare flu shot in his purse. Which is why everyone should send you poop. Yes. Well, they do. They send me pictures of poop. Not no. of the poop of the, the the disgusting bathroom. I think people should send you poop, poop and Krugerrands. So here's how this works. <laughs> no. One out of five people is going to send you $100 in Krugerrands. Okay. Whatever weighs about the same is a pretty good sized poop. They're all in identical boxes, a la, a la V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. You open it up, maybe it's Krugerrands, maybe it's poop. I'm not, I don't want to make this ping pong, Dan, right. but I'm just saying, I think you're going to be on the horns of a Krugerrand dilemma. I hope not. No, you just, you throw them all out? And it shut, know, oh, it it shut everything down. The shut the, the whole do it. operation down. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to shut it. Like when, with the anthrax scare, how like NBC, the building was empty. This building would clear right out. 
Oh sure, you know it's one of those things where you they call it uh, you got to uh, you got to um, uh, shelter Evacuate. in place. Yeah. Sh- well, oh uh, shelter people- in place. That was the term they were. Yes, that's that's people the right. People have already evacuated, Dan, and that's the problem. I don't mean Krugerrands. You need to shelter in place. You say, listen, <laughs> guys, charge up the iPads because we're not going to answer the door for a few days, right? And we'll just see if it's better on Tuesday. Gene uh, Gray took us to a place called Park and Kitchen Chicken. Okay, it was so good. Park and Chicken. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How huh. many times has this happened to you? You'd like to sit down to a delicious poultry dinner, but you have nowhere to put your car. Hi. Before you answer, what if I told you that there was ample parking for your chicken? <laughs> Hi. I'm <laughs> a Chicken. Come on down to Parking Chicken. There's a place for your car and a place for your chicken. She's the best. She's great. Moved her spot to next week. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. I know. You know why? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh? Am I right? Yeah, but I don't know if you check exciting stuff coming. We have, we have we have exciting sponsors, Dan. I don't know if you know this, but the people who sponsor our show, they they make great stuff. I know that. What time is that? Oh, um yeah, tell me about something you like. I would love to tell you about Hostgator, premier web hosting provider. Now, Merlin, let me I gotta tell you, if you're Hi. looking to start a website. Gator and chicken. You can eat some host gator right on a plate. It tastes like chicken. It tastes quite like chicken, but a little, little bit chewy. Uh, you can get started with one of their monthly hosting plans. They have very straightforward. You know, remember back in the old days when you could go and you just you want you want to learn something, you want to experiment, you don't need a big thing. You can go and get one of these shared hosting plans. Very straightforward. Or you want you you want to step up a little bit. You can get one of these fancy pants VPSs where you control your own server and you set it up the way that you want it. You install the software you want. You control it the way you want. That not enough for you. You get a dedicated server. That's your mm. own physical computer that's all yours. It's not shared. It sits there on the rack. They guarantee 99.9% uptime no matter what your size needs, whatever. 99.9% and unlimited disk and unlimited bandwidth. And they have tons and tons of these one-click installs. So that if you go, let's say you've got a, you know, you're one of these WordPress, you're, you're Jim Dalrymple, fancy Jim uh, with his WordPress and you want to host with that one click install. It's going to install WordPress, the latest, greatest version, all the security fixes, everything in there. And they're always updating these things, but that's what makes it great. You can host your own mail. You can do all of this stuff, whatever it is that you want to do 24 seven support. And they really have great, great support. They get it. They know you're not going to be able to confuse these guys. So head over to hostgator.com and there's a special code. Code is back to work. Nine, number nine, back to work nine. 30% 30% off everything at HostGator.com. Please go check these guys out. Great place to go get started with your hosting and, and, and it will grow with you. HostGator.com. All right, thanks to HostGator for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Huh. I don't think I've cleared my throat. No, nope, not once. I want to talk about my new tea. Mm. But first, um, uh, so at Zoso, you, who was, <laughs> who... <laughs> Mm, acceptable. Ah, <laughs> uh, time sandwich. I went back and watched time sandwich. Oh, what that God. mean? Oh, that's the, the, uh, <laughs> the that's the Adventure Time one. Remember Jake makes the greatest sandwich of all time. Yeah, that's a good. It's a weird one with the big the this time slowing down thing. I don't like Magic Man. That guy bugs. No, me. No, he bugs me too. It bugs me in. He it, bugs me the way he's supposed to bug me. I think. Yeah, do a machina. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that too, Machino? Mm-hmm. 
at, at two machina exclamation point s suggestion <laughs> we got no we got no showbot we're burying i don't know what that is but i'm what about the lady who makes that? Does she listen anymore? Uh, she doesn't listen live, I don't think. I don't oh, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Somebody in the chat room, please... Uh, somebody capturing this? I hope capture somebody... Will, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, Den and Mead started doing this. If you like a title, do uh, exclamation point S and then put the title you like on Twitter. I don't care if anyone else knows what it means. Right. Dude, it's matter. Dan and me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got to switch oh. over to hosting it, but he's using some weird... He's got some weird stuff in there. Did he roll his own? Nah, just some weird stuff. But listen, the second uh, piece of fake follow-up is you did an awesome show with Jim. You sat in for me and did uh, Amplified, and man, what a great show that was. You don't need to say that. I'm going to retire. You don't need to say that. So good. I finally got a chance to listen to it about a day or two after you did it, and I saw people on uh, on Twitter just going nuts for it, and it was so good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, uh, you know, Jim is really easy to talk to, and uh, he's a real smart guy. Was it? I, I was jarring to me having listened to that show seventy-one times. It was jarring to me <laughs> to hear the <laughs> the beginning and then hear my own voice. It was it was really weird. What it over was the like, music? Well, it would be like putting on you know you put on your Iron Maiden record and you're waiting for won't you earth and see for the devil sends the beast with wrath. Except no. Can I, I may like, I may I play it for the for the listeners? I sound, I sound like a saxophone. You sound freaking great. Let me play it for the uh, the listeners. Can you can we do this? All yes. right, here we go. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> this is Amplified, an award winning talk show about Apple, Mac, iPad, iPhone, iOS guitars, amps, music, recording, and much more. Get ready to rock. I'm Merlin Mann, sitting in this week for Dan Benjamin. And here across the mic from me in the great country of Canada, the star of the show, the Angus of Apple, the Aussie of OS X, and the slash of, I don't know, USB, I guess, Mr. Jim Dalrymple. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's great. What's not doing, to like? Was, so good. I, 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 sound like, I sound like your son trying to do you. No, like you sound on, like what I wish I sounded like. Oh, God. Thank you, Dan. It was, uh, it was really fun to do. And I will tell you, uh, my point of pride, I'll tell you what I look at. Can I get, you know, my metric, can I tell you my metric? Yeah, go ahead, Colin. It's obscure. I look at Huffduffer because I really trust the people who look at Huffduffer because I know my nerd friends use Huffduffer. I wish more people used Huffduffer, but when I, when, uh, when something I'm involved with has a top spot on Huffduffer, that's when I know something went right. And in this case, it was Jim, but it was great. I, I like how I did. I think I did okay. I really like what we talked about. We talked about, uh, a lot about, I, I haven't heard the uh, talk show that he did yet. I'm a little behind on, on podcasting stuff right now. But um, I'm sure it wasn't nearly as, as detailed as what he talked about with John. But I think it was a pretty good, you know, 50th percentile of the power user coverage of iPhone 5, S, and C, and iOS mm-hmm. 7. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I got to bring up a few of my weird left field things that I bring up from time to time, which I, you know. I'm very interested. I want, actually, today we're going to talk about uh, life as a video game, and that kind of relates to the M7 chip, which I think is, in, I don't know if you heard that part. Doesn't it seem a little crazy that they would put that dedicated piece of hardware inside that device? Yeah, Doesn't I mean, it seem really interesting that they would do that? No, it really is interesting, and it shows that that they are, you know, that one comment that they made during the keynote, I'm not, uh, we haven't talked much about it, but th- no. this is a forward-thinking phone. It's so forward-thinking, but that that shows this kind of that they're not thinking of this as just a phone with great software. They're thinking of this as a device that who knows what people might want to build with it in the future. Let's let's 
take all of this stuff out of the regular chip and make its own little chip. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to me. And, and it makes me think that Apple's really up to something behind the scenes. And I wonder well, what yeah, that will my, be. My thinking, I mean, just to, to repeat myself, what I said was if you ask most people what they want, they'd ask for a big screen mm-hmm. um, or something else. Mm-hmm. There are very few people that I know that would have said Apple's going to put a motion chip in this. I don't know. I don't follow this stuff. But at the same time, you know, that's not, I have not heard a huge amount of demand from people that there be, I mean, obviously something we'd all like, but I guess I'm just thinking like, you know, given what I, the very small bit I understand about making these kinds of devices, that, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's, they would not have put that in there unless they really thought this is going to be something big. But then why would they not put an app on there? Like, it isn't like they just said, okay, here's this easy, cheap thing we can do. And so, and here's a little app that's fun. You can play Pong on mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so clearly, I think there's, there's got to be something big here. There's something in business development somewhere. Um, I'm just, I'm frankly, I'm very surprised that there's not something that demonstrates. Yeah, like you're saying that, that they put a really great camera in it, but there's no app that lets you take pictures. <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Specifically, the example I thought, you know, when they very first put the location, as far as I remember, the first thing you could do to say, okay, my iPhone now has location stuff, so open the Compass app. Mm-hmm. And it goes, oh my gosh, there's North. You know, and you have a way of saying, oh, I see now that I have a way of seeing what this thing does with this otherwise invisible bit of hardware right. and, and, and service. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think that would benefit them to put in there because uh, that has that kind of gee whiz thing. <clears throat> that you could really has curb appeal inside the store. Right. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but you could, you could show, you know, one of the blue shirts could show it to him and say, Hey, look, check this out. You know, um, you know, well, walk as far as you can with this little tether on it, but you'll see that's going to show you that, you know, you walk up the glass steps and it knows how high up you went. Right. It's more than just steps. It's more than my Fitbit, which I want to talk about. It's also, I mean, it seems like it's all kinds of uh, stuff, including the, all, all, di- all the different, it sounds like most of the stuff that it can meter it will meter and it just won't be banging on the a7 mm-hmm. so anyway thank you for uh let me just say dan sometimes you're a tough nut to crack you were super duper cool about uh me taking over your show and I was then thrilled. getting it up yeah but you were nice about it i was awesome to uh to, to to go and 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 do all the uh the ad stuff and figure all that out in five minutes but you and jim were awesome to let me be on and i, I like how it turned out if you've never listened to Amplified, uh, shame on you, but it's a good episode. 72, it's in show notes. Show notes uh, for this episode can be found at 5x5.tv slash B2W slash 138. B as in Boise, T as in T. B as in boy. Which one, which one am I? And W as in ladies, B2W. B2W. Which one? B2W. I've never been to Idaho. I'm, trying to, I'm really trying to cut down on potatoes. Oh, man. Also, I have a new tea I want to talk about. Herbal? Mm. <laughs> Shabbat's still down. I know the chat rooms made, they made a Google Doc oh, to put sweet. them into. Mikey R did that. Oh, God. Look oh, at there's that a lot of them. They're oh, moving, they went through the chat room and, and collected them. So. Okay. Anybody who's listening live, watch right now. I'm going to retweet Mikey Ray. That's too many vowels, Mikey. You need to, you need to, you need to check that. I'm going to retweet this. Go, uh, everybody's listening right now. I want lots of titles. This this makes my ego feel big. Go and add titles to the Google Doc. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, <clears throat> so, Amplified, Zoso. Um, let's see. Did you get a new iPhone? Uh, no, I'm still still trying to get one of those. Yeah, I figured I would be safe. I'm not safe. I had a, I had a, I don't know why. I had a feeling they'd have 64 gig grays and they were gone. Gone, gone in like that day. 
I guess it's not so cool to live in San Francisco after all, is it? $80 steaks, Dan. They, they had, <laughs> that, I, um, Marco bought them. Yeah. Am I going to say um, no? So here's the thing. They had, I think what they had was like 32 gig grays. Um, but I think that's all they had. And hmm. I, I, I follow the Syracuse line on this. Like you got to get the top of the line one or you're going to kill yourself. Even though three day guys, uh, charge on hundred dollars for a man. They might as well make it a 65 gig. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Um, so new iPhone. I want one now. Yeah, I, I want, want one too. Did you see the, the video Duncan took? No. Do you know Duncan? Duncan? I know Duncan. Boink. You guys made it. Didn't you guys make a strap? Who made a strap? Duncan makes a strap. Duncan makes a strap. I had almost, strap. almost nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> the autobiography of Dan Benjamin. Yeah. I had almost nothing to do with that. Um, Duncan took the, the coolest video at XOXO with, the, with, with, the, with a 5S. Yeah. He showed up. He, they got it that day and he was walking around with it and he was, he was messing around with the slow motion uh, video on this thing. And there was, he went up to, he went up to some guy and I guess the guy had sort of like shaggy, shaggy hair. You know that hipster style where you get the shaggy hair? Oh, like kind of like Lil Ryan has? Yeah, just like that. But it wasn't, I don't think it was quite as long. Lil Ryan's got locks now. I mean, he's a, mm. and uh, so anyway, he was, I, and I guess it wasn't, it wasn't working the way he wanted. And uh, um, Hattie walked by and she's got long blonde hair. So Duncan said, come here, come here. I want to make a video of you. And he made, he made this video of her and it slow, slow motioned it. So she's whipping her hair around in slow motion and, uh, they, uh, it, they put it on boing boing. Hmm. So it's on boing boing now. Sounds like a neat camera. I, uh, I get that's the is... main reason that I want this is for, for doing slow motion videos of my kids, like as they, as they run. And, uh, th- I could just see the entertainment value of that being tremendous. Now, the only thing about that. Wait, let me get this right. So do you have to start out in slow motion mode? Do you have to no. know that it's going to be a slow motion situation? Uh, okay, the way I think it works is that you, you, you're you in a mode where you could make the video slow motion, but doesn't have to be. But it just shoots all the, the frames all at once. And then uh, if you watch this video, it, it the video goes in and out of slow motion. So it starts in regular motion. And then when she starts whipping her hair, it slows down. And then at the end, when she's stops it goes back to regular speed but you can do that after you've recorded the video with the little sliders it's it's that to me is the selling point of the phone it's so cool like a bullet time kind of thing. bullet time bullet time bullet yep my I'm favorite about, bourbon and i just because i'm self i'm, I'm very defensive about these things I, I i'm you know I, i'm not just like a big money spender guy like seriously it seems like this is i didn't get a five and i was okay with that but it sounds like this is worth it this is worth the two-year leap. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I, to be honest, like there's a part of me that thinks, nah, there's not a part of me. There's a part of me that thought, you know, a 5S would be nice, or a 5C would be nice because it is an iPhone 5, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not that much, and you're going to have it for, I'm going to have it for two years at yeah, least. Yeah, right. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, mine's actually in pretty good shape. I, I think it sounds like the 5, I have a 4S, and it looks fine. I, I, I get the feeling that a lot of iPhone 5s look kind of beat up. Is that what people say? Marco, mine Marco looks kinda, mine looks horrifically uh, beat up. Yeah, sure. You're not just noticing it more. No. Okay. No. You have careful eyes. Took my kid to the eye doctor this morning. Oh no! Did they give him the uh, Don Knotts sunglasses? <laughs> what? What are? We, oh, you mean <laughs> Andy? No, only to look at the 3D stuff. But that not- generation is literally a nightmare. <laughs> 
So you took your son in. Has, was he bumping into things or what was, what was happening? Uh, no, it was a prophylactic. Wow. Wow. No, they did a thing at his school where I guess they had a, uh, optometrist or ophthalmologist come in and test all of the children briefly. And I think they said, well, he might, he might be a little nearsighted. So they su- suggested that he go out and, and get a, how great is it that they're scanning for stuff like that? That's so awesome. It's like better than looking for scabies. Or uh, the head lice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head lice. You remember that? And they would look at, use the little chopsticks, pick through you. Oh, we've done it a bunch of times. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and you don't want to be the one that brings in the head lice. Oh my God. That, that does not get you into the good graces. Mm, no, you're, you're, you're patient zero for that. No. <laughs> nice Captain America hoodie. Head lice girl. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you couldn't use your uh, shield against head lice. <laughs> no, luckily she's never had it. We've shampooed, we've yeah. combed, we've, 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 because, uh, you know, every school gets them. You're going to get them. These kids, they're, let's not get started. <clears throat> oh my God, John Roderick had a story about a motel room last night that I pray you never hear. Really? Oh, Dan. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a little. <laughs> you. You ever go? You're going to a place with a, with a, with a, <laughs> they got a plastic case on the mattress for a reason. Oh, <laughs> is the case. No, wait a minute. That's for their convenience. You can use a squeegee because they charge by the hour. Oh, one of those hundreds of thousands of people. Just think about no, that. In no, 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 Sheets in the sheets. You think they go and they probably take a shower, you know, probably before they get, no, no, they get off, they get off the plane from Stuttgart. They jump in there, you know, they pop in a DVD that they brought with them, different region, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then the sheets start to crackle. Heinz Vi Drive here. Okay, <clears throat> what else have I got here? We've got uh, Did You Get a New iPhone? Uh, I'm talking about this somewhere else, but I want to mention it to you for a variety of reasons. Um, the Wake. Are you reading The Wake? Oh, you know what? I did pick up a couple of issues of The Wake. Give it time. I have not yet read it, but I'm 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 saving it because I love this. Uh, I I love this art, and I Scott Snyder's your vampire. Scott guy, Snyder right? is my vampire guy. Yeah, and uh, Sean Murphy. The art in this is amazing. Sean Murphy did Punk Rock Jesus. Is that right? Punk Rock Christ. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's uh it's a dark horse comic uh written by Scott Snyder of. What's his, what's his fame? Didn't he do a famous Batman too? Yeah, he did the, uh, the first, um, a court of owls arc. And I don't think he's writing it now, but I think that's what he, he's, he's a hell any, an American vampire, which is fantastic as they want to fair to say one of your favorites by far one of my favorites. Yeah. And the, the, the art in this is fantastic. It's, um, I think it, it's, I don't want to say it starts slow because it's, it's definitely going somewhere, but it's, it isn't, you're not going to get like big fight scenes or anything, but it's really lush, really highly recommended. It's in a, in the third issue right now. And the third issue, just, you know, I'm just saying first two, you might go, Hmm, a lot of setup here, but just stay with it. It's pretty great. Um, and, uh, um, all I will say that is that it involves, um, undersea adventures. I don't want to say any more than that. Okay. And I think it's, I think it's, I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, there's sharks. That. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Could be a mermaid NATO. Oh, oh. That's the uh, North American uh, Treaty Organization for Mermen. <laughs> okay. 
The Wake by Scott Snyder. <laughs> Sean Murphy. Right. You know, you know who spoke at XOXO? Um, Adam. No, no, no. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been great oh if he'd been? Oh my god, get Adam up there, people. Now, who, who, who spoke? Uh, your buddy Ev, Ev Williams. I have not seen Ev in a really long time. Like what, a week too? Um, what did he talk about? He he talked about the internet in general. Oh, it was really it was really interesting and and not the talk I was expecting him to give. It was it was totally different. I thought he was gonna, I thought he would jump on the 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 fear thing, uh, but really it was cool. He talked about growing up in like the you know middle America and how like San Francisco was this place of dreams for him. And how he wanted to go to San Francisco and like the I, the whole idea of going to San Francisco was like the, the world of unlimited possibilities, you know, and how taking that leap of being like basically like a kid in the cornfields for all intents and purposes. And, you know, he talked about it was really cool that what he opened with is he said, when I was a kid, um, I went and I found this technology that allowed me to connect with great minds all over the world. And he just describing this really cool technology of how he felt like he could go to another place and connect with other people and have a shared experience. And he says, of co- this technology is of course books. And he talks about <laughs> uh, not what I was expecting him to say. And, and he talks Turns about, Turns out. Yeah. And he talks about how, you know, reading for him was this escape from this sort of world where everyone else played sports and he didn't. Um, you know, and, and, and like, he was the one guy who wasn't playing football, you know, and this was like, not, not so much an escape, but as a way for him to like broaden and expand his mind beyond the little town that he was in. And this is what led him to eventually go to San Francisco and, and start the stuff that he, that he started, which are tools that, you know, that we use every day for everything and just take for granted. So it was, it was pretty cool. Good talk. It's, um, it sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm thinking about what you said. Um, you know, there's that, that, that old joke about, uh, you know, all the grays, you know, all those images of, of aliens or to like soften us up and get us ready for, mm. for, for when the aliens actually come that we won't be surprised because we've seen all those bumper stickers. Right. You know, I, I think it's sometimes difficult. It's often difficult, especially as one gets older, it's hard, um, to grasp how important something might be unless you're prepared to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to understand a new paradigm unless you're like, okay with the last paradigm but not so attached to the last paradigm that you can't see that something else is coming along. Paradigm's a big word, but you know, in this case, if you, if you start, you know, if you, if you see books as this thing that you have to carry around and put up with in order to not get in trouble for not doing your schoolwork, mm-hmm. that, I understand that. I've certainly felt that way. Yeah. I stole extra copies of all my uh, textbooks in high school so I could have a copy at home of one at school. <laughs> Looking neither. That's smart. Thank you. Um, I was magna cum leave now. <laughs> um, no, but you know, if you, I guess what I'm saying is like, if your mind is open to the idea that there's a big world out there and that there are, in that case, you know, they're, they really, I don't want to say that they're, they're the same thing or even that similar, yeah. but if your mind is open to saying like, wow, I'm somewhere and there's got to be more out there, you know, boy, that's so great for books. It's so great for the internet. And it's kind of what bums me out about why we don't do stuff in space anymore. It seems like there's so much more we could be doing to be curious, you know? And when we stop being institutionally curious, we die a little. That's interesting. Pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Got this new tea I like a lot. Oh, like herbal? 
It's in show notes. I know you like those links. I put in a, sh- uh, a link to Runa T. It's pronounced, it's got the Guayusa. Guayusa. And it's a tea. So I'm trying not to drink too much coffee because it keeps me up at night. Mm. If I have it after like two, I'm, I'm like going really three in the morning. Yeah, sometimes it depends. I, it's multivariate. I, I can't tell exactly what it is uh, that will keep me not keep me up. But as we'll talk about when we get to our topic, I'm trying really. I have a reason now to get good at exercise and eating and sleep um, because I'm a video game now. But uh, <laughs> this stuff is terrific. Um, it's uh, it's so it's just, I'm just going to read off the. <laughs> that was funny. That was the sound of my uh, my tea bag holder. Oh, hmm. Runa uh, Gayusa is a native Amazon. Now, this is little, the thing is, I'm, I haven't vetted this. Okay, I, I haven't gone out. I haven't fact checked the tea bag, but this is what it says. So you know, take this with a grain of tea. <laughs> uh, Gayusa is a native Amazonian tree leaf that indigenous people. A little bit ping pong in the Ecuadorian Amazon have brewed like tea for thousands of years, drinking. Guayusa is essential to what gives them uh, it's all a bunch of BS. Anyway, it, uh, here's the money shot. Uh, Guayusa tea offers a clear focused energy by balancing as much caffeine as one cup of coffee with twice the antioxidants, whatever those are, of green tea and a smooth, naturally sweet taste. It's very nice. I've, I've had other teas like this that taste a little bit like Amazonian butt, mm. but this is really good and uh, focused energy. And plus you, uh, you, you get, uh, you know, you can see into insights about the world and space. Oh, like it takes you there. Mm. I'm so into your hair right now. Doo, 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 doo. Okay. Uh, how are we doing? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. We have, uh, we have uh, two, uh, two sponsors this week, right? Mm-hmm. We do. Okay. Uh, you know, just you know, like to check in with you. So uh, Amplified, Zoso, Awake, new iPhone, pop clip. Don't really have time for pop clip this week. Um, oh, I put a link in the uh, show notes to uh, Federico's book on editorial for iPad, which is a fantastic book. I still owe him an email. If anybody knows Federico, tell him I'm really sorry. I haven't responded to his email yet. But, I've uh, used PopClip. PopClip's great, but this is about editorial. It's that uh, text editor. Oh, shoot. What I got to put in show notes, um, which I'll do right now. Uh, Federico was on Mac Power Users this week to talk about editorial, about his book, and about really about how to use editorial for the iPad to... Uh, to great effect by using the workflows, just all of the stuff that like, I couldn't begin to tell you all the great stuff editorial does. If you guys like, trust me on stuff like, Oh, Quicksilver, that turned out. Okay. You know, Oh, the Wrens, they're mm-hmm. a good band. <laughs> trust me. Like check out editorial. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna put this in notes. Uh, Dave and Katie, uh, sat down. <laughs> I hate all those terms. I don't recall, uh, found a moment to sit down with us. Anyway, they sat down with him to talk about editorial. I should probably get off this tea, shouldn't I? Is this is what's doing like, it? Is, I, is this how I should be? This isn't really how I should no, be. No, this is, is how you should be. Is this, is this what people tune in for? I think we got to set you up with, uh, with some nice you know, supply of this tea. It's just Amazon three boxes. How many, um, how many times have you um, sipped this tea this morning? I mean, I dropped. Um, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have one small cup of coffee, and then I have one of these. I took a small nap. And then I had another cup of coffee. I was like, I have a five today. And, uh, and I had a, uh, I just had another one of these. And I'll have another after a while. I'll have another after a while. I want to do show notes. <sighs> Sat down with Federico uh, to talk about editorial. Uh, and it's a, it's a really good interview. And boy, does he, boy, does he, his, his voice is like if, if caramel and chocolate had, a, had an Italian baby. Mm. Oh, God, wow. so pretty. He, he's melting in my mouth, that guy. Whoa. 
Yes. Yes. I'm not, not anything I'm proud of. Mac Power. Whoa. Okay. So anyway, that's really good. Anyway, um, hey Dan, uh, why don't you start telling me about something you like, and I'll jump in. I would be happy to. This is something. <gasps> oh, I, I know. I know this. I know what this is, Dan. I'm excited. Is this what I think it is? This is something you use. <laughs> this is. These are the people that you said last week should sponsor more often. Now I feel bad. No, we went out and got them, lassoed them. Busy cow. Boom. This is probably like when I'm if I get a new Mac and I don't do the migration assistant thing. This is probably within the top three applications that I will put on here first before I even set up my mail accounts. I mean, BusyCal is the only calendar application that I will use on the Mac. I don't, I, I'm using Mavericks. Nice that they got rid of the little leather binding thing. Still not good enough for me. BusyCal is so awesome. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite of all time. Built uh, it so much better than the, the calendar app built from the ground up to be better than the calendar app on OS 10. And if, if you're, I'm, I, I would say I'm about as third of a, a calendar geek as Merlin is. So I should oh, probably let maybe, you talk. Maybe a third. Maybe oh, a quarter. Gosh, now. Oh man, for me, it's like, it's like an oxygen tank for time. Like, I, I don't know oh, what wow. I would do without a good calendar app. And, uh, it's once, so again, I, I always want to get this out of the way because I have talked to people who go, oh, I looked at busy cow. It looked a lot like I cow. And it's like, well, no, I cow kind of seems like an elementary school play about calendars. Once you use busy cow. <laughs> <laughs> now I would like to tell you about Tuesday. Tuesday is the second day of the working week and you have three events today. No, this thing is just bananas over the top. It's so much prettier. It's so much easier to use. It's all the stuff that like you're kind of going eh, with iCal. So much of that stuff is greatly improved in BusyCal. But it's a lot of the stuff under those menus you're not immediately going to see mm-hmm. that is fantastic. Um, I mean, stuff like, for example, if you're using BusyCal and syncing up in, with your devices, you can do things like have... You know how you can have like URL and notes and stuff like that? You can have my URL, my notes. So you can have private notes, for example, on calendar, something I use a lot. If you're the kind of person who likes to do tags, you can have tags on your events, uh, which sounds silly, except it does become a fantastic way to not clutter up your title Mm -hmm. uh, of an event by saying what things are. You could say, this is a call, this is Skype. Why does that matter? Because with the combination, any combination of location stuff that you put into the location thing and tagging, you can use something that they call filters. Have you ever seen filters, Dan? I bet you didn't even know filters were in there. Filters is one of those things that I, uh, you told me about this and that it's something that you would not expect out of a calendar. You could use app. this thing for years and never notice it, but you can go in and make um, almost like a smart folder or a smart playlist. You can go in and say, take the calendars that I have flipped on right now and give me a custom view based on the following. And basically anything that they have metadata on, date created, uh, last modified tags, people, whatever you could just, you can go in there and say, like, say you, uh, for example, I have like four or five calendars I use mainly I have a family calendar and a work calendar. And then a, what I call an environmental calendar, which is just stuff I want to know about, right. but I don't want to have to see, and I don't get alerts for usually in some cases I do, but I might want to say, show me everything that has call appearing in it. That's going to happen in the next N days and do that as a list or something like that. Mm-hmm. This becomes a fantastically useful way like I don't know about you, but I feel like when I'm in a calendar app and I'm really doing stuff, 
if I'm using my calendar right, there's a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. If I'm using it really well, there's less stuff in there. Yeah. But uh, if I'm using it well, there's going to be, there could be a fog. If I've, It's sort of like with GTD and like OmniFocus. If I've captured everything, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. And so I'm going to want viewpoints into this, viewports. So what, anyway, this is just one of the features that I think even people who use BusyCal all the time, go in and go into the filters menu, guys, and check it out. You're going to be surprised so if like you didn't know that was there. I do the same exact thing with calls because whenever I set up a call, I always do call with person name and what, what's really important. And the only reason that this filters even work for me is that usually I want to see my, let's say my week view, right? So that I can see what's coming up in the whole week or maybe the month view that I'm just looking at to get a view of this. So I'll, I'll click unfiltered, which means no filters. It just shows you all of your calendars in the sort of conventional. This is the paper calendar. It just shows you all the stuff on it. That's great. But when I want to see calls, I don't really want to see it in a month view. I don't want to see it in a list view. You click calls and it's going to remember list view. You know what I'm saying? Like you can switch that to the list view. Mm -hmm. And when you hit unfiltered, it goes back to the regular view. Little things like that that don't make you. uh, It's just they've thought of it. They've thought of the way that you work. It's just it's really, really great. And and. There's heavily, so much like that, so much like that built into this and the preference, preference, you can spend a whole day oh, just man. tweaking the preferences the way, exactly the way you want it. It's fun. I'm going to dangle this in front of John. I want you to do, to, to be on this show again. So I'm not going to give you everything on this one, John, you hear me, but <laughs> I love those guys so much, but I'll give you a couple real quick right here. Um, there is a lot better customization of things like. Uh, you could say, for example, like if, if I've got stuff I've got to do a lot, like pick up my kid at school, I make that like a light pink color. So I know it's always there. I still get the reminder, but it's not as blinding in my face. You don't just, you can, you, you can and do select a color for a specific calendar, but then you can go in and change just like good old now up to date. You can go in and change the font and the font weight and the color and do all that stuff. You can add in photos. You can do all that stuff and it works great. But you know, let's, let's, let's not make this too long. Let's just leave them with the two words that are all most people need to hear. Exchange support. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them about this? This is new in 2.5, to my knowledge. You know, nobody wants to use Microsoft Exchange. No one has ever wanted to use Microsoft Exchange. Nobody has ever woke up and said, hey, today's the day. Let's make it happen. Right. I'm moving to Exchange. So if you're unfortunate enough to have been saddled with having to work with people at the corporate office who use Microsoft Exchange, you don't want to have to use this so you can you can now finally i mean finally you can use it with BusyCal. i think this is really <laughs> important and it's really great and it's totally worth mentioning uh because you can go in there and when you are creating you know there's a little accounts tab in preferences and it has the the regular suspects in there usual suspects icloud google yahoo there's something in there called frukes f-r-u-u-x you ever heard of that I think that's a canary uh, canary trap, Dan. Okay. That, that's got, not a real thing, I don't think. Okay, they've got Office 365, CalDAV, BusyCal, because BusyCal has its own way to and now Exchange is sitting in there. So you, you pick Exchange, and it lets you type in your your settings, connects right to it, syncs up with it. Nobody is even going to know that you're you're using BusyCal behind the scenes. It just works. It's really, really that's great. A, that's stuff. a really good point, uh, is that, you know, increasingly I am so okay with people getting more and more concerned about their own data. If you don't want to host this on a sync calendar service, guess what? You can do it yourself. If you just want to share a calendar with your family, uh, I've never done it, but uh, because I, that, that's, it's just easier for me to do it a different way. But if you want to have, if you don't want to get onto all these different syncing services and have your data all over creation, you can, to my understanding, there is a BusyCal-based 
uh, sync service or or uh, sharing service, I should say. Is that correct? Yeah, they do have it. And I think the way that it works is that it, it now, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to get into trouble, but all, all I know is that, that that was one of the marquee early features is that you don't have to put your stuff on, you know, dot Mac. Right. You can, <laughs> you can host it yourself. Like if you're paranoid and you want to do it all by yourself, uh, you can, you can use their service. And I'm trying to see now, is this like, I think you have your own server where you're hosting and I want to get into any trouble. I want to say the wrong thing. It's got exchange support, Dan. I know. Isn't that amazing? People should check out now where, if people want to learn more about this fantastic calendar app that we're talking about, BusyCal, where would they go to do that? They can just go to the web, which is this uh, new, new thing that Ev invented, and they can go and check this out. It is BusyCal.com. And do we have a special URL? Let's see. No, we have a, uh, you can get a 30-day free trial from BusyMac.com. Let's get this. BusyMac.com right. slash BusyCal is BusyCal, what I- that's the one. <clears throat> But you're going to want this. You want? Oh, come on, man. You're killing me. You guys have got to check this thing out. Anyway, that's enough said. But, you can also get it in the Mac um, App Store. You can just get it there. And you need to remember a URL. That, that's on the web? That is on the web. Actually, it's exactly a different protocol. <laughs> John Syracuse, ever busy cow. I missed him. He wasn't there. So oh, you didn't talk about the moons. And so our thanks. No, you uh, got to talk. You- tell him about the moons. Oh, the moons. The moon phases of the moons. Uh, it shows you phases of the moons. It's got real pretty weather, weather. stuff on it. I'm a yeah, weather like geek, and I on. love that. Yeah, and you can turn it off, which I really like. I, you know, there's so much. Anyway, this this should we should do another episode on calendar stuff, yeah, and date and meeting stuff, because it's uh, it's evergreen, my friend. I think it's something that people are are always hankering to hear more about. God, there's so much in here. It's got a little, you can drag a little graphic into there. You can invite people from inside of here. It's got a little inbox that shows you what you're invited to. You know what else works? Well, you know, the more I use command click on multiple selections, the more I want it to work. Mm-hmm. You go in and hit command click. It turns off or on all your calendars. I, I've created folders. You can create ad hoc folders. So all my Google calendars I have in different folders. I've got one called just me, one called uh, also, it's got the family stuff, one called meh. It's just environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can flip all those on and off just by flipping a folder on and off. I guess you can do that in iCal, but it's prettier and awesomer here. And this is a great company. So uh, please go to uh, busymac.com slash busycal uh, or go to the app store. I think that's where I got my yeah, And by the way, I just checked busycal.com does work. That looks like they have a special page just for that. That's the bullet there. So our, our thanks to all of our, our wonderful friends at, uh, at BusyMac and BusyCal for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. For a long time, I would always say Busy Sync. Wasn't that their first big thing? Right. Yeah. Their first, that, cause like their first calendar back in the day, I think it was like designed you could share on the LAN or something like that. With no, no. One. Well, back in the day, it was now up to date, but the, oh, when they were different yeah, companies, that's, that's right. them. That's John. That's right. And um, no, but I, they came out with Busy, Busy Sync, which was their, their thing that synced your local calendars on your Mac with, mm. you know, uh, Google or whatever. You used to need a thing for that. Mm-hmm. Not weird. Remember that dot Mac stuff? Remember how that went? Remember how crazy that was? That yeah, didn't go so well for. It did not go that well. Anyway, God, I'm kind of winded. I should make some more tea. Should I make some more tea? Yeah, I'll make another tea. Um, so I, I had a topic for today. I would love to hear. What is it? Say about it. Yeah. I'm boiling water. That's not me peeing. Um, so I got this uh, Fitbit. I've had several Fitbits before, and the, the downside of I used to, I've had my family, my wife and I have had a total of three of the clip on Fitbits, 
And to a man, all three of them died with very minimal exposure to water. I mean, like, like one time my wife had it on her wrist and her hand went into the bathtub where she's washing my daughter for like, like, like bloop, bloop. (laughs) Oh man. Right. Let me do that again for you. Bloop, bloop. That's how long it was in the water and totally dead. So I got one of these Fitbit flex ones, which is a little goofy looking. It's a little bit space 1999, but, um, I try not to get it wet and stuff, but it's got me interested again. So I used to use a Fitbit a lot. I've used a Fitbit. I've had like heart monitors and that kind of stuff before. But I don't know. I just I don't think we've ever specifically talked about self-quantization, informal, informal self-quantization and what it can do for you. It's not it's kind of a nerdy life hacker kind of topic, but it I find it very interesting and it makes me realize that um I don't know. I don't think of myself as a very competitive person. But I do like to compete with myself. I like to see if I could throw the beanbag a little further this time than last time. And uh, what I like about... Is this interesting to talk about? I, yes, please. Do you everybody do like everybody has one of these things on their wrists now. Every single person at XOXO is walking around. Some people had like one on each arm. And I would, I would, I like this. I think this is, this has gone beyond the fad thing. It's like a movement now. And everybody's tracking, you know, whether it's their heart rate or just how many steps in a day. And everybody is kind of waking up to the fact that it matters whether or not they move around. I think there's two. Yes. And I think there's two big angles to this. I think, I think, well, to, to, to kind of help describe, in my opinion, why that's caught on. Mm -hmm. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, you know, you, you've, I don't want to say you've been a designer. You're a designer, but you've worked with in, in visual designs and trying to make a functional website that looks good and does stuff. And you know that there's only so much that you can learn about users by asking them what they want. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a certain amount that you can learn by watching them do what they do. But if you really want to learn like what somebody is like, if you want to learn what somebody does, mm-hmm. just quanti quantize or like basically track everything that they do for a really long time without them not the, I don't say without them knowing that, but to where they forget that they're being noticed. And that's where you find out who somebody really is. So for example, it's one thing to have a journal and write down in your journal for your journaling, like how I spent my day. And and with your leisurely, you know, quill pen, writing about oh, all the things you're doing in your in your life hammock. And but then if you run um rescue time where it will literally capture what's happening in every window in real time, you'll find out who you really are. And you'll find out how much time you actually do spend on Twitter instead of in your life hammock. You'll discover amazing things about yourself. An app like Rescue Time will teach you things about yourself that are incredibly informative. So we've talked about this app before. This is slightly unrelated and yet totally related. Rescue Time runs in the background on your Mac and basically watches every website you look at. You know, you run it locally. It's pretty secure. But the point is, it watches everything you do Guys, your computer's already watching what you do, so don't sweat it. But, you know, all that stuff gets tracked. And so you can do things like, show me how much of my time today I spent inside Xcode. Show me how much time today I spent on the web. Mm -hmm. When I was on the web, show me how much time I spent on Facebook and so on and so forth. And so with something like that, it's fun to like have that around and look at it. But as with the Fitbit, it's so interesting to just let that run for a week without looking at it. Mm. And then then go back and look at it because you've kind of hopefully forgotten about the fact you're being watched and you get a really nice in situ view of like who you are right now. Now, 
why am I bringing this up? Because if you're journaling and you have all these aspirational things you write about yourself and, 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 you know, all your, uh, all your rainbow visions, yeah. like that could be hugely at odds with what you actually do. So even though you've got a fitness journal, it may have absolutely nothing to do with what you're actually doing. Well, you know, get out and run. Like, don't worry about the journaling part. And that I think is why people wear so many of these stupid dinguses now mm. is because you don't have to think about it. I don't have to, I don't have to, if you want to track calories and stuff, I don't know another way other than to like log that on the site or through whatever app you use. And yes, there are more than the Fitbit. There's the Nike fuel band. There's, let's just say infinite number of way things out there that you can do this with. And soon enough, probably, um, the iPhone 5S with the M- M7 chip. Mm-hmm. But, but what, I, the, what I'm in a very tortured way trying to get to is I think people are coming around to this stuff because in my case, I get pretty good battery life out of this thing. All, all I have to remember to do is have this thing on my wrist and then do whatever I do. The only other thing I have to remember to do is to tap it a bunch of times over a couple seconds, which puts it into go to sleep mode. It means now I'm going to sleep, start tracking this as though I'm sleeping. And then when I wake up in the morning, I go back into now I'm awake mode. Other than that, I don't have to do anything apart, apart from keep it charged. So all day long, it tracks the steps that I take when I'm exerting more. Um, last time I had one of these, I went in and I measured what my stride was at walking and running. Yeah. I don't do a lot of running. But putting that in helps a lot, your height, your weight. Uh, and it just does all that automatically. Which and exact other, model do you have so the audience can... in, Oh, it was in last week's notes, but it's the f- uh, Fitbit Flex. Uh, okay. No, Flexbit? Something like that? Flexibit? I don't know. Look at last week's notes. I think it's in there. Okay, I'll, so I'll check. But the other thing that I did, um, I don't know, I don't know why I did this, but we needed a new scale. So I got one of those Withings wireless scales. Our old one went tits up, so I had to get a new one. And so I got this wireless scale. Pretty easy to set up. You go in, you set it up, and basically, it's really smart. If you go in and you stand on there, and it goes, okay, Merlin weighs 289 pounds. And, and I say, okay, well, the person who just got on the scale was Merlin. And it remembers if there's anything around 289 pounds, that's me. <laughs> if somebody gets on and it's 85 pounds, it's my wife, right? So my daughter, when my daughter gets on and it's like 49 pounds, it knows it's her and it lights up her initials. Okay. So all, so now understanding, I, I do my stuff. I, I type my notes. I take a shower. I read a comic. I do whatever. When it occurs to me, I step on the scale. I don't really pay that much attention to what the scale says. All that matters is I stepped on the scale, and that's another data point that is now wirelessly going into the system. I use the site called, I want to say, SyncMetrics, but I've got a site now that's syncing up that scale data with the Fitbit data and the sleep data. So anyway, that's all just poorly thought out setup to say that I don't really have to think about any of that stuff anymore. Now, when I get out of the shower, I get on the scale, right? Before I go to bed, I try to get on the scale just to like, you know, get a, an interesting like moving average over right. time. How much, how much pooped out that day or whatever. Have you ever done that? Yep. For a long time, I would gain weight after I peed and I still don't understand it. It's yeah. air. You're sucking in more air. because I thought about that, but lungs. air doesn't weigh anything, Dan. It, it, it's really, I think it's minimal. So wait a minute. You're start. saying that if, if you, you know, take a big inhale and step on the scale, you're not going to weigh an extra 15, 20 pounds? Well, it depends. Like what have you been cooking? Is there anything in the air particulate matter? Uh, unstable molecules. I mean, air doesn't wear anything, weigh anything. Air, air doesn't wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> air don't need clothes. <laughs> Only in the South. Uh, I, well, I, air I'm like intrigued. that, you don't breathe all at once. <laughs> <clears throat> I was stopped twice on the trip from telling that joke. By whom? People who I guess couldn't handle hearing it again. That's a terrific joke. I know. One of them says, uh, you look like you're wearing a tuxedo. Another one says, who says, who says I'm not? Greatest joke of all time. 
but what, what I like about this is, first of all, and, uh, and to, to circle back for a fifth time, I think the fact that you don't have to do that, you don't have to sit there in Microsoft Excel or a piece of paper and write down 289.4 pounds. Mm. You don't have to sit down and write that and then graph it over time. Yeah, that could be good. You could do that. You don't have to say, oh, I'm pretty sure, let's see, I walk to the post office and then I walk to Safeway and then I walk home. I'm pretty sure that's about seven miles. Well, it's actually about three quarters of a mile or whatever. You, you don't, there's no guesswork to it. You know, and like, 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 sort of like we talk about with stats for the show uh, on the network, like it doesn't, it, yes, it matters. We want it to be as accurate as possible, but we just mostly want to know that it's consistent. Mm-hmm. So we can see was this week better than last week. So even if my stride is not exactly right, even if, it's, if the steps that it captures are not exactly right, if I don't change anything about that system, if I keep getting on the same scale, if I keep walking the same steps, there will be patterns that emerge over time. An hour is always an hour. Moving at night is moving at night. Do you understand how the sleep part works? It's mm-hmm. pretty, you understand how it works? It's got a motion sensor in it and it detects. So basically this works the same as like the uh, sleep cycle alarm clock, I guess in some ways where it's looking for when did you finally fall asleep vis-a-vis stop moving for a long time. And then when did you stir in the night and it can detect, I think is pretty correctly based on my own experience. Like when did you stir versus when were you awake? So there's a sleep. It's not super precise, but when were you asleep? When were you, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, like rumbling around. <laughs> and when, when were you actually awake? Tussling, you mean? Oh, yeah, tussling. Tussling, wrestling. R- wrestling. Wrestling around. And it tells you, okay, it took you this, and the cool thing about the sleep tracking on the Fitbit is you can, so like if you're getting sleepy, in my case, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the Avengers at, at, at 10 at night, I might set it into sleep mode just so I don't fall asleep and forget. And then I flip off the movie, I go to bed, it won't start tracking my sleep until I'm actually in what appears to be sleep. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's I'm, not, smart. I'm not getting a bunch of steps in, so I don't feel like I'm losing anything. But then what it does is it just it keeps track of that. And then when you wake up the next day, you shut it off. It syncs up. In my case, it'll sync with Bluetooth through the phone. It'll sync with wireless through the computer, like whatever. It's very easy. I have it run on the background on the phone, so it just updates throughout the day. Anyway, I then can see, oh, I wake up the next morning. I didn't have to do anything but sleep. But boy, I'm really trying hard to get to bed earlier because I want to get as many hours on there as I can. I want that trend line to go up. And when I see that I, you know what, last night I've been going to bed at like 10 or 10.30 and then last night I went to bed at 11.30. So when I woke up at five and felt like crap, the fact that I felt like crap was really underscored when I saw like whatever, five hours and end minutes. And I was like, oh, this is why I feel like crap. Mm. I'm not just doing math in my head. I'm going to look at that on a graph. I'm going to see these days that I felt pretty good. And then I'm seeing this one really short line. I'm going to know, you know what I mean? It's really... I have a goal of trying to get better at this stuff and I don't, I want to, I don't want to have to think about it. But when I look at that, it really, that's why I say it's like a video game. It's something many people have already said, but I don't, I don't, this is not a social thing. I don't, you know, I don't have share these with anybody. I just want to know if that trend line for weight is, is staying the same right. or moving down. I want to know if that sleep is staying the same or moving up. And I want to see that I'm doing these, whatever I said, you know, uh, I think right now it's like 11,000 steps a day. I want to make sure that that stays steady and or goes up. And I don't know, it's really cool. You go to the website and if you've hit your goal of however many steps, the little smiley face animates with JavaScript. And it just, oh, and then the final thing, you're ready for this. Sometime in the afternoon or evening, when you reach your goal, the Fitbit vibrates. And so, and all the lights blink. Like you just got a, like you got multiball or got a free game. Right. So... I don't really have a big point to this, except to say this is really helping me. Now that I've got, it helps to have that metric of like going, okay, uh, did I get more sleep 
than the night before. Right, because it sounds like other than the, the tapping that you do in the morning and in the evening, that there's pretty much a zero amount of work that you need to do other than the fact that this thing is just on your on your wrist. That's exactly you yeah, exactly right. I, you said it in one minute or like one sentence what I said in thirty five minutes. Is I don't have to capture anything or do anything to make it go. It's just that's the beauty part is that I can just go live my life and it'll tell me how I did at life. And you know <laughs> Yeah. And so you, you, you have totally sold me on one of these things. Well, you know, the only thing with the phone Everybody's saying, oh, this is going to be the Fitbit killer. It make me feel man killer because everything's got to be a killer. We can't just have products. People right. have can't, to die. You can't have a neat product. This is the fit. The phone is the Fitbit killer. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be the everything killer or the worst thing that ever came out. Discuss. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the phone thing, I'm, I'm, the thing is, I don't have my phone on my person all day. Like it's charging some of the day. It's not, you know, if I'm out and walking around for like the lion's share of where I would get my, my step quotient, like that would be, it would definitely be with me. But I, you know, I like that this thing's fairly unobtrusive. Um, and it, like I say, it just works in the background. Anyway, the reason I I don't know, I, there's not, there's nothing novel or new or all that interesting in this, except that it is helping me. It's making me think like, okay, it's causing mindfulness, whether I want it or not title, which is <laughs> that if, if I know that like tonight, if I step on that scale and I'm up to 410 pounds, like I'm going to be kind of bummed because that trend line moved the wrong way. Right. Right. Whereas there's something that tells me like, oh, look at this. I just, I can tell. Oh, and by the way, if you click on it, like tick, 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 it tells you how far along based on the number of lights that are blinking, how far along you are on your daily step count that you want to have. And so I see, oh my gosh, there's one, only one light left blinking. If I just went and took a walk to do something, if I ran an errand, you know, if I took my daughter to the park, I would more than enough hit my steps for the day. It would buzz and then I'd get my cookie essentially, right? I wouldn't have done that before. I would not have had a way to know if I'm anywhere near the goal I didn't have. (laughs) And now as modest as that goal is, I hit it almost every day. Um, It's it's a rare day unless I'm actually working all day long uh, and sitting still. I I pretty much always hit it. I've set it so that I can hit it. When I can hit it every day for a week, I'll increase the goal. When I can lose more than two and a half pounds a week, I'll try and lose more a week. Um, But it's just all so easy. And it, it, it's it's so ridiculously obvious that you've got to call it out. Now, when I'm going to go and eat dinner, I'm going to think, well, did I walk enough that when I feel good and get on the, when I get on the scale later, am I going to feel good about what I'm eating right now? Am I going to gorge myself? Because right before I go to bed, I, I weigh myself. And I, this is not to make myself feel bad. It's to challenge myself. I don't feel bad about myself. I just want to challenge myself. And this makes it easy to do that because it takes the it takes the onus off of my good intentions and puts them on my wrist where it is much more a much harsher uh, statistician than I am. You know, if I just tried to keep this in a journal and wrote down all my love steps, like I, I would be so full of crap and, and 520 pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it really didn't go anywhere, did it? No, it went everywhere. And I think this is one of those things when you talk about like here. Okay. So here's an example. And this is going to seem really unrelated at first, but I'll, I'll try to bring it back. One of the things that fellow podcasters at XOXO were, would come over to me and they'd be like, Hey, you know, like, how do you track your stats? And one of the things that, that every time I see a new podcast come out 
and I'll see them on Twitter. And thank you so much to all of our listeners. We got 100,000 downloads last week of our first episode. I'm so excited about it. They actually didn't get 100,000 downloads. What they got were 100,000 requests for their episode. They got 100,000 hits. More or less like hits. But what does that actually mean? Well, there's something in the HTTP 1.1 spec that's called a range request. And pretty much every... uh podcast app out there whether it's you know marco's secret new app which isn't so secret since he announced it or you know instacast or you know dog catcher on android or just itunes or even just safari when you hit play right or chrome they all do it the same exact way and what they do is when you click play or download or stream what's actually happening behind the scenes is that app or application is talking to the server that is serving up that file and saying, hey, give me give me that file. But I'm smarter than just asking you for that file. I'm actually asking you for that file broken up into five, maybe more pieces. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to maximize my throughput of my internet connection, and I'm going to get all five of those at the same time, and then I'm going to squish them back together into one file. So to the web server... You have the initial request for the file, and then you've got about five more requests saying, give me the first five megs, then give me the next five megs, give me the five megs after that, and give me the last remaining three, and I'll handle putting them back together and playing them for my my user, just like in Tron. So that five requests or six requests or maybe more, that's one person downloading one file. So when it, what might look like 100,000 hits or downloads it's not it's maybe a fifth of that the only way to really the only way to be sure besides nuking them from orbit is to take those files and either take an aggregate and say i had you know 124 gigs worth of downloads divided by the actual file size that's one way to do it another is to do redirection which is what libsyn and podtrack and what we do And this is the only way to actually see, because then you have one request comes in for a file and you count that, you track that, you save an entry in a database for that and then redirect them to the actual file server. In our case, it's a CDN, but it doesn't matter. Redirect them to the file server. And that file server then says, oh, how do you want it? One piece, five pieces, and it happens after the redirection. The redirection is actually where you want to log it. And then you say this show that seemed like it had 200,000 downloads has 30,000 downloads or whatever. That's going to give you a real accurate number of actual. It's it's so sobering. And it is it is very difficult to do this accurately. But that's, you know, Libsyn gets it pretty good. Podtrack gets it pretty good. We get it pretty good. It's still not perfect. But Podtrack will really take the air out of your balloon. If you've been looking, <laughs> yeah. if you've been looking at other places. When I've I've done way less than you've ever done with trying to get sponsorships for stuff. But back in the day when I was doing it on my own, Podtrack was close enough to the gold, not the gold standard, but it was close enough. It was yeah. what we've all agreed that this is the one that we're going to use. And partly because it was the most conservative, very uh, conservative, not only yeah. about the numbers that it gave you, but like what. And consequently, what counted towards yeah, that? Yeah, and we we try to be even more conservative than than tell they them, are. Tell them how you do it. I'm I'm proud of you for how you do this. And I underscore every time I talk to our sponsors, I underscore like the gentlemanly way that you report our stats. When we do it, we tr- how many pairs of ears listen to it? Right. We are we are tracking not downloads, not hits, not. We try even more conservatively to say how many actual individual human beings listened to this show so when we go to a sponsor and we say oh this show had forty thousand people 
I'm not, I'm just making the number up. 40,000 people have listened to this episode of this show. That's how we try and track it. Yes, it is possible that their phone uh, running, you know, Instacast downloaded it individually on a separate network while they were walking and, and, and maybe counting them twice because they also downloaded it with iTunes. Like, yes, that's possible. But generally speaking, these are individual humans. Now, here's the other thing. And here's how this relates to exactly to what you're saying. It's about capturing data because we don't just we don't just have in that log when you get the redirect, we, we get the IP address. We don't know who these people are at this point, and we never really know who they are, and we don't really care who they are. We just want to get the accurate numbers, but we get the IP address. We get the date. We get the, you know, the date and time. We get the file that they're looking for. If there was a refer, we get to ca- capture the refer. If there's a client, you know, like what software were they using or what browser were they using, what operating system? I'm doing absolutely nothing with that right now. But we're still capturing it. We're still logging it. We still uh, do it so that later on, if if I want to try and get fancy with this information and actually do something with it, I could say, well, how? what percentage, the data's there. What percentage of our listeners are using Chrome on Mac to play the shows? What percentage? But also, it also lets you model. It also right. lets you do things like say, I mean, this sounds really dishonest, I guess, but to say like, well, I have a pretty good sense that, that, we're getting around this much based on these other things. If I account for this and this and that, and I take this sampling of, you know, one days, or let's say, let's say I take um, five random weekdays of data from the last month, then you can model an app based on what you've got and see what that would look like and see if it looks just outlandish. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Does that make sense? Like you could see like, there's no, that's two orders of magnitude over what I know in my gut, we're mm-hmm. getting. There's no way I could present that to somebody as an honest number. Exactly, and it, it it's a reality check on that side of it too. And uh, but the fact is, I don't know what I'm going to do with this data. Maybe nothing. Maybe we use it for the modeling. Maybe I just later on want to start building a, a more robust stat system. Who knows? But the fact is, we're collecting the data in a way that if all I was doing was just a redirect and not logging it, that I wouldn't be able to do. If I was trusting another company, Podtrack, Libsyn, maybe they're going to do some fancy things with it. But And so I bring this back to the, the whole Fitbit thing because there was the, the difference between just counting that hit and grabbing that extra information and putting it into that row was minimal. It was an extra three seconds of code to do that. And yeah, it's you know, it's collecting more data on the database and it's, it takes up a little bit more space, but it's minimal. Just putting this thing around your wrist and tapping it when you wake up and tapping it when you go to the bed. And now you have access to this information in a way that's effortless when you need it. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of a philosophy in a way. It's a mindset. I, I totally agree. And to, to make it relevant to, to today's headlines, that's why the M7 is so exciting to me. Yeah, it's cool as like a sexy Fitbit, but I'm, I don't have the information in front of me, but maybe you can remind me what all it does. I know it does, it does track using the... Um, the uh, what's the Wii thing? The uh, not gyroscope. What do you call it? The uh, the, the motion. The, the three. The motion in three dimensions. But it, it it does so. It'll do stuff like I think it doesn't. It also do basic GPS stuff though. Like how like where you are and how like high up you were. So you could do things like flights of stairs and stuff like that. Yeah. But but like to me, it becomes very interesting as it as far as you know. What I apologize. I don't have the information in front of me. But it tracks a lot more than just steps. Let's put it that way. I think it has access to all kinds of stuff around like where you were, what you were doing, how much exertion there was. The speculation being, 
and they may have even said this in the keynote, I didn't watch this part, but that, for example, Apple Maps would be able to detect if your phone has been sitting around for a while, and so check email less. Like if it's like if if the following conditions are satisfied, if it is four in the morning and the phone has not been powered on in, in thus and such hours and it isn't plugged in, if it hasn't been used, you know what I mean? Like don't check every five minutes. Right. Right. Well, now. on the surface, so it, it measures motion data, it has an accelerometer in it, it has a gyroscope, it has a compass, and all of those things together, it's you can with the, with with those basic pieces the accelerometer gyroscope compass that kind of thing with 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 that measuring you can as you would say triangulate so many other vectors from those things is it just sitting there on a desk are they moving are they moving in a car are they moving in a plane has there been a sudden change right so if 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 i suddenly if there's suddenly a lot of if i'm suddenly moving very quickly near my house uh plus or minus five minutes of a due date for an event at my house, mm-hmm. text, text my wife to say, sorry, I'm running late. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, potentially that's the kind of thing you can do. Uh, the other example is, you know, it, you know, it can tell if you theoretically tell if you've been driving on a highway and then stopped and now you're walking. And right. so it would change to walking. It can tell that. And yeah. if, if there's a little tiny bit of software, it can tell the difference between when you're, walking to your car as far as when you're in your car, you know? And if you think about it, if, if, if you're going really, if you're not really going anywhere, right. And then all of a sudden your speed increases to about 510 miles an hour, right. You're probably on a 737. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like little things like that, that it's, it's, it would be obvious to a, to a human being who could write this kind of code, what's going on. And it would know, Oh, you're traveling. You know, like things oh, like yeah. that, like well, you, no, were, you, were in, you were in Portland yesterday and now you're in Austin. You must have just finished a trip. Here's some information that you might need to know about about this all without you having to go and have which, a flight Google, tracker app. Which the Google app, the Google oh, yeah. app does pretty well right now. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm thinking now in terms of things like just something as simple as the way iTunes smart playlist works, the way that Hazel works, mm-hmm. the way that anything, anybody who's who, like me, who's not a programmer, but a little bit of a power user could come up with some pretty cunning stuff. Think especially about things like reminders. And I think this is not too outlandish off the top of my head. Right now, you can have reminders that are geofenced. So you could say, one that I use a lot is like, um, remind me to clean up my pills when I get to the office in 10 minutes. <laughs> right. And what that means is, what that really means is, you know, remind me when I get to the office, but don't let it be more than 10 minutes from now. The main thing is, I think, is the time. But then it'll geofence it to the office too. So if I get to the office sooner than 10 minutes, I'll get the reminder. I'm imagining stuff like, um, if... So let's say you've got a, what do you call it, iBeacon? Like, let's say you've got a, a, spa- a place for your gym. <laughs> if I have not been to the gym in three weeks mm-hmm. and I go near a Baskin Robbins, remind me to go to the gym. And if I haven't walked it, I mean, silly stuff like that. You could, you could do stuff like say, I mean, really stuff like, like saying if, like I, for example, in Omni, oh God, we didn't talk about OmniFocus. We got to do that next week. OmniFocus 2 for uh, iOS 7 is out. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I'm so heavily reliant on the reminders, the geo, uh, geofencing reminders in OmniFocus. So I can just pop up my phone, look at it, and have it tell me, okay, here's stuff you need at a hardware store. There's hardware stores nearby. Right. Right? Based on how close you are to things. This is just so giant. And I have to imagine that something like this, if I'm getting what this chip or chip part does correctly, 
um, the possibilities for this are endless because it's taking, boy, here, watch me really show what I don't know about stuff. Given that it doesn't have to be doing stuff with the information that's being captured all the time, and it puts the onus of that onto the apps, notice also that in iOS 7, you now have background updating. So you can set an, an app to automatically, apps that are that you've permitted can now do stuff in the background. So you, I guess what I'm guessing is you could come up with an app that relies on something like reminders so that even though all that stuff is getting, you know, kind of dumbly getting captured with the M7, that could still be utilized in the background by other apps. I'm guessing or hoping. Yeah. So for example, I just, this to me, like in thinking about how to do Saturday errands, this would change everything for me, you know, and the way that like doing things in a certain order based on where you are, I love stuff like, remind me, next time I'm in Austin, go to this barbecue place with Dan. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a reminder of that, but I don't want that on my calendar. Right. Where do you put that? Is it a to-do? No, it's not a to-do. You know what I mean? It, and this this can address that. And that, to me, that's the potential future of when they, or when they talk about forward thinking, when they talk about the potential for Siri down the road, things like that. It, it's it's like that's that's where the intelligence and the genius kind of needs to to come into play. That's where we really need to, to have the great folks who are writing software that would really, really be useful would be in that kind of a, kind of a space. Absolutely. Just make should, it so should. I don't need to think about next. You know what? Next time I come you know. to town, I want to, you know, we, we couldn't get into the, that place called ox when we were in Portland. I want to go there next because here's, what's going to happen is next year. I'm going to be standing there with Duncan and Greg. I'm going to be like, what was that restaurant that you guys said to go to? And they're going to be like, Oh, I don't, what kind of food was it? I don't know what kind of food it was. You guys just kept talking, talking it up the whole time. We didn't have time to go. Your phone is going to remember this for you or the cloud or whatever. That to me, that's really, and being able to say to Siri or whoever, uh, what was that restaurant we talked about last time we were here? That's all I want to say. That's yeah. the personal digital assistant that I want. Or the one that puts it on the calendar for Tuesday night, which I have open and Duncan has open and Greg have open. Here's what it is. And like the M7 chip, apparently being so good at, with minimal power, just tracking a bunch of information. To succeed in life today in such a crazy world, you have to, you have to really separate all the stuff from what needs to be done about the stuff mm-hmm. that seems almost really like a, like a, a keystone of, of, of the <laughs> separating show. this stuff from the stuff that has to be done with this stuff. Well, yeah. For what may need to be done <laughs> right, about the stuff. Right. So, you know, thank God I don't have to write down every step that I take. I don't have to write down every rotation of the tire and every order to tell somebody the directions on how to get somewhere. Right. But, but in, in this instance, I look at stuff like, for example, what, Oh, Oh, you know what I'm thinking about is yes, Hazel, but also if this, then that, I think about that whole notion of like, there's all this stuff that happens in the world and there's events and triggers. So there's all like a nearly infinite number of things that happen out in the world, but what constitutes an event? Okay. Well, an event might be, uh, stuff is happening. Stuff is happening. Like you're all in this Philip Glass video of just junk happening all the time. And then payment from PayPal. Okay. That is an event. Well, what should happen? Trigger the following blink the light in my office on and off. When, when a PayPal payment goes through, that's the kind of thing that I see this doing is that like I can create this, the, the, the real geofence with the existential fence would be like all this stuff can happen in the world. And by identifying patterns that are interesting to me, uh, or patterns that I aspire to in the case of the Fitbit and the M7, um, you know, tell me when something interesting has happened that I might want to know about in the right place at the right time in the right context. 
If there hasn't been a calendar event with my daughter's name on it in two weeks and I'm near a park, let me know. Mm. <laughs> something where like, if I, I can turn my aspirations into something more concrete than a journal entry mm-hmm. where I could say, I want, I want to, I would like, I would like this device or these devices to start using this embarrassment of riches in terms of this data and then help me become a better person in a way that, <laughs> that will let me just do this stuff without having to sit around and, and, and over-engineer it all the time. I think it's incredibly compelling. Look at what Gmail has done with that. Say what you will about Google, but man, Gmail has made my life so much better mm-hmm. over where it was in like 2002, 2003, in the, in the worst of the spam days. It's, it's remarkable how much better that's made things for me now. It's taken out all of that noise. It's given me a signal that I can trust. And um, I don't know. I'm very interested to see. You think you're going to get a Fitbit, Dan? Yeah, I put one in the cart. Good boy. What color did you get? Black? Blue? Let me see. I just went with the default one. I could see you in that sporty orange one. Let me just see. Because this, okay, Fitbit, Flex, Wireless Activity. They have two. They have a slate and a black on Amazon. It's $97.52. Yeah. It's available on Prime. It's in the show notes. My lady's got the blue one. I got the black one. I just went black. And I, I, mean, I want a flashy uh, wristlet once, wash. Once you go Fitbit, you never go back. And the key thing is now what you can do is every couple of days when it occurs to you when you're going to go in the shower, I've never taken the shower. My wife has. She says it's fine. But what I do is I, that's when I charge it. When I go in the shower and it charges and holds a charge pretty well. Uh, I haven't gotten under half of a charge, you know, over like three or four days. But it lasts, so, the char- it's supposed to last a long, 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 long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, and the thing used to be, and the other thing, I don't know if I said this very well, we should go. But um, it used to be you had to have this little dingus that you plugged in with USB to like, like put it into the stand mm-hmm. and like to charge it. And then, you know, yes, it would do the Wi-Fi and the new dingus is a lot smaller, but the, I think one way to, the easiest way to do it, like that's the most dependable way to do that. Do that at least every few days. But you, like I say, you can also sync it with Bluetooth uh, via your uh, iPad or iPhone. You might be careful not to let it run in the background all the time because it will try, um, but that works great too. So you can just kind of check in and see what you're doing. It's weird to walk down the street holding your iPhone and it tells you exactly how many steps you're taking. It's pretty weird. Okay, I just ordered it. Cool. Well, let's uh, not let's not be friends on uh, on the Fitbit site. You're gonna get deluge now. You're gonna get lots of people wanting to to follow your steps. Deluge. When you saw two sets of footprints, that's when I was taking you to brunch. <laughs> nice, nice <clears throat> footprints. <clears throat> You want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. 